Hello, welcome to my secret obsession. I'm Cherish Lively, and today we finish Confessions of a Fallen Good Girl. I hope you've enjoyed this steamy romance. You've probably heard of Goodreads, but a new site, Ream Stories, is connecting authors and readers. You can follow authors and get an inside view to their writing process. Join them in special Facebook groups, and even hear some of your own short stories read aloud to the group. Once Ream Stories finalizes the ability to upload audiobooks, you can enjoy some ultra-steamy audiobooks read by me. Please stop by my page to see what's already available at tinyurl.com slash reamcherish. So, get comfy, turn up the volume, and let's read a book. Chapter 24. Pick a Side. Lily. You look beautiful, he says as he comes up behind me and wraps his arms around my waist. I stare at him in the mirror. His face is serene and calm. I'm the opposite. I spent all day Saturday bouncing between frustration, anger, disappointment, and fear. I think his plan is good, but there will be no going back. It's a step that I never imagined taking. Even as I've deconstructed my faith, as I've confronted the hypocrisy, lies, and the manipulative beliefs that seek to control others so thoroughly, I always hoped to do it in the shadows. That I could somehow live two lives, so I could make everyone and myself happy. But I know that's not realistic. In the end, we have to pick a side. My cell buzzes on the counter. I have a text. Mom. Lily, please be on your best behavior today. Everyone will be looking for a contrite heart and a plea for forgiveness. Wow, Zach says as he reads the text. They really don't get it, do they? No, they don't. Dad has all the power at that church. If he tells them to forgive me, they will. But he's a power-hungry jerk. He will enjoy humiliating me. It hurts to acknowledge that Dad is so authoritarian that he will find a self-righteous pleasure in shaming me. It's not a jump to think that he is, in a way, a cult leader. No one is allowed to disagree with him, and he uses shame and humiliation to control his followers. I used to think that our lives were normal, but even now, my faith keeps me sheltered. Everyone in my circle of friends is somehow tied to me through church and the Christian school. I don't have friends who are outsiders. My stomach twists on that fact. I could lose my support group. Even Sarah will be pressured to drop me as a friend. Mom. Humility and sorrow for the pain you've caused will go a long way. I love you. He shakes his head as he reads the text. You don't have to go. You can just ignore them. I lean forward and put on my mascara. What's the fun in that? I let out a heavy sigh. No, I like the plan. I'm sticking to it. He presses a kiss to the top of my head. You're an amazing woman, Lily Summers. Zach. I've never been to her dad's church before. I've seen pictures of it. But seeing it in person, I realize that it's bigger than I imagined. The church and Christian school buildings resemble a small college campus. The Greek Revival architecture is maintained even in the small buildings. There are two parking structures on each side of the church to provide ample space for churchgoers. This place is massive. Yes, and everyone here is a worshiper of my father, she says dryly. I'm blown away by seeing this. The sheer wealth and power required to build such a compound is mind-boggling. This is more impressive than many of the company headquarters that I've visited. Don't go into the parking structure. I have a reserved spot in the back. 
She points me towards the two-story building to the side. A glassed-in portico joins this building with the main one. Go around it. As we round the corner, I see a row of expensive cars. Wow, your dad's church pays well. She snorts. Only if you're part of the chosen group. The teachers and grunt workers get very little. We're storing up our treasures in heaven. It's shameful how they expect people to work for free, as a service to God, or they pay themselves exorbitantly. There are so many reasons I've begun questioning my faith. I turn off my car and look her in the eye. Maybe you should write a book about it. She laughs. Write a book about my downward spiral out of my faith? Not going to happen. Lily. When we enter the church building, I spot a few friends from work right away. A few of them wave or give a friendly head nod. Apparently, they didn't get the memo to distance themselves from me. I spot Sarah on the other side of the hallway. Our gazes connect, and she threads her way through the parishioners, making their way into the auditorium. She slips her hand into mine, gives Zach a quick smile, and then whispers, What is going on? Rumor has it that you're giving some sort of speech today. Then she glances at Zach. Is this your new boyfriend? I'm Sarah. Zach smiles. Nice to meet you again. I remember you from OT. Oh, my goodness, she gasps. I forgot about that. Great memory. Welcome to our church. I snort and laugh. The strange thing is, I begin, he's not welcome. We're here for discipline. The smile slides off Sarah's face. Her forehead tenses as she narrows her eyes. What for? She leans closer to me. What did you do? It's not like you were out there having sex or anything, she whispers. I raise my brows and nod. Yes, we did. Her mouth drops open and she looks at Zach and then back at me. We need to talk. You have been holding out on me. In the distance behind Sarah, I spot my mother heading our way. She's dressed in all black, as if she's mourning. I guess she's mourning the good reputation I once had. Hello, Sarah, Mom begins. Can I talk to Lily privately? We all know that question is really a command. Of course. I'll talk to you later, she said, squeezing my hand. Mom looks at Zach with a tight smile that doesn't reach her eyes. I guess this is the man. Zach exudes charm. Good morning, ma'am. Nice to meet you. She harumphs and stares at him as if her eyes would turn him to stone. As far as she's concerned, Zach is the devil come to destroy our family and church. When her eye twitches, I know that she's barely keeping it together. Taking a deep breath, she then begins. There is a spot saved for you on the front row. You'll see it. I will sit next to you. She glares at Zach for a second, then speaks to me again. He can sit beside you. Your father thinks it would be good. Let everyone know who this man is. My heart is racing like a thoroughbreds after the derby. The thought that thousands, and if I include the tens of thousands who watch my father's sermons online, this will be the largest confession and apology in the history of the church. Too bad it's not going to go the way Dad wants it to. The deacons already know everything. She spits the words out like they're tainted with arsenic. It's then that I realize that she's been crying. Her eyes are red, but I'm sure she put drops in them to help with that. Her makeup has a streak or two from a stray tear that she didn't wipe in time. My heart suddenly aches, 
as I'm hit with the fact that she is suffering because of my sin. I want to tell her that it will get better, but I know it won't. I'm about to rock everyone's world within this church. None of them will see it coming. The ripples of my words will send tsunamis through the extreme fundamentalist camp. I will become the daughter who everyone warns their child about. My hope is that I'll become a beacon of light that will shine a path out of the oppressive fundamentalist ideology and into a freer, more loving faith. My generation is tired of the rules designed to control the followers while the leaders leave a path of sorrow in their wake. Things need to change. Lily As the choir director motions for the audience to sit, the choir members file out of the choir loft. The orchestra players also leave their spots and take their seats. All the songs this morning focused on man's wickedness and God's forgiveness. I don't think that was a coincidence. My stomach turns as the moment of my demise, shaming, or whatever Dad wants it to be, nears. He stands from his seat on the stage and walks towards the podium. Each step he takes is measured and serious. He's a tall man with broad shoulders. It's understandable why people follow him. He gives off alpha male vibes. He easily manipulates those around him. It's sad, but I've come to realize that he is a cult leader. This church is his dominion, and we are all servants who do his will. I'm revoking my citizenship and going out on my own. I won't be controlled any longer. The audience knows that this is serious, but since gossip spreads like glitter in the art room, I assume more know what's coming. They probably think I'm pregnant. Maybe that explains the quiet that has overtaken the room. The air conditioning clicks on, and I hear the rush of air from the overhead vents. That never happens. There's always some kind of noise in here. Dad straightens his tie and sets his arms on the podium. He lets out a deep breath. My friends, I must be honest with you. My heart breaks this morning. As many of you know, you've heard the rumors. That Lily has been struggling with sin. He pauses. I'm not sure if it's for dramatic purposes, or if he's weighing his words. I inwardly scoff. Who am I kidding? He wrote this out as soon as he heard about my indiscretion. He's memorized every word, and even practiced his presentation. The world around us is full of temptations, pleasures that promise joy, but always end in regret. Many of you are parents. You understand the battle that ravages a family when a loved one struggles. As Christ is our shepherd, when one of us is lost, so great is his love that he leaves the faithful to rescue that one lost sheep. He clears his throat, as if he is tamping down his emotions. I want to roll my eyes, but I take Zach's hand in mine. My mother nudges me with her elbow and gives me a glare. I give her a tight smile, but I keep my hand in Zach's. Today, Dad continues, I stand before you in humility. My Lily has fallen under the spell of a wicked man. Make no mistake, he is a pawn of Satan sent to attack our Christian community. He takes a moment and steps out from behind the podium. The Bible tells us that Satan prowls about as a hungry lion, seeking someone to devour. He points at us. The audience gasps and looks our way. Dad continues. This man is that lion, and I stand before you to warn you, for the sake of your children, don't let them fall victim to the wiles of the devil. Lily desires forgiveness, 
that as Christians seeking obedience to Christ, just as Christ has forgiven us, we will forgive her. I'm shocked by this interesting twist of forgiveness. I thought for sure this would be all about how wicked I am. I guess he sees me as an extension of himself. He can't abandon me yet. He needs to play the role of faithful, forgiving father to his prodigal daughter. What a great story this will make when he spends it on podcasts and in magazine articles that promote the church. This need of his to rescue me so he can compare himself to Christ is disgusting. My heart pounds in my chest, but it is no longer from fear. It's from determination to escape the clutches of his fundamentalism, the need for legalism and shame by self-appointed demigods to replace God's love is the wickedness that is devouring the church. It must be stopped. Dad looks at me. He softened his features to look accepting and loving. He plays the role perfectly. The godly man confronting sin in love. My stomach churns. I never saw it before, because I was so well-trained and never questioned my parents. My father was the ultimate judge of right and wrong, and I had faithfully believed him. These people in the pews don't know what a controlling manipulator he is. They've fallen under his spell. Even after today, many still won't see it. He holds his hand out towards me and says softly, with all the meekness and affection he can fake, Lily, do you have something you want to say? I have a ton of things racing through my mind, but I'm afraid I'll get distracted or emotional, so I wrote down my speech. As I stand, Zack rises too. When we hug, and he kisses my cheek, the audience gasps. I glance at them. Their eyes are wide and filled with surprise and shock. Dad clears his throat. I glance up at him on the stage and give him a submissive smile. I've been well trained in the art of submission and other godly teachings for women. I know how to play it. He gives me a satisfied smile, as if he's won. As far as he's concerned, he's put me back in my place and made himself look great as a forgiving father. I keep the paper tucked tightly in my hand. I don't want Dad to grab it from me and read it before I have a chance to say it to the church. Dad steps aside and sits in his chair on the stage. I give him a smile and step behind the podium. I unfold the paper so I can read it. My hands shake as I pull the microphone free from the stand and hold it close. Glancing at the audience, a sea of faces looks back at me. I couldn't even guess how many people are here. A couple thousand, with even more watchers online. I force my gaze onto Sarah and then Zach. My heart thrums within my chest, not because of fear or nerves, but because I've found the peace that I've wanted for so long. Fundamentalism has chipped away at my confidence and forced me to submit to others, even when my heart and logic screamed for me to resist. I clear my throat and begin. Good morning. I have a confession to make. All of my life, I wanted to be the good girl that everyone expected of me. I said the right things and did the right things and submitted myself to the leaders over me. For a long time, I was happy that I did all of that. I believed I was obeying God, but I must admit, I no longer feel that way. An audible gasp comes from the audience and hits me like a brick. To the women out there, you don't have to submit to your fathers or your husbands. You are their equal. There should be a mutual respect. They desperately need to keep you submissive to maintain their power.
Out of the corner of my eye, I see Dad stand. Lily? He mumbles softly, but the microphone he's wearing picks it up and magnifies it through the room. I continue. You do not exist for their pleasure. You can use birth control. You don't have to have a ton of kids if you don't want to. You don't have to have sex with your husband if you don't want to. I sidestep as Dad reaches for me. Women, stand up for your rights, I declare and shift around the stage. Lily, Dad barks. He is not even trying to be subtle. His cheeks are red and his hands are in fists as he chases me. And to the single women out there, don't wait to have sex. Find a good man who wants to please you in bed. Leave these sexually uptight men who don't know what they're doing and don't care enough to learn. And Lisa, you should be orgasming every time you have sex. God doesn't hand out orgasms as a prize. I come every single time. Dad catches me. His fingers bite into the flesh of my arm. Lily, shut up. He shakes me and violently knocks the microphone out of my hand. It clanks on the floor and the speakers magnify the sharp sound. Everyone feels the high-pitched sound like nails on a chalkboard. How dare you, he seethes. Then he hit my butt as if giving me a spanking. I shift and try to escape, but his grip is too tight. When he raises his hand to prepare to hit me again, Zack grabs Dad's hand, twists his arm, and pulls it awkwardly behind his back. Dad is forced onto his knees. Zack puts his mouth by Dad's ear and says, You owe Lily an apology. My chest is rising and falling as I glare at him. My butt still stings from his hits. Never, he seethes. The church security is made up of off-duty police officers. A pair of them are headed our way. Another pair aren't far behind. I grab the microphone again and say, To all the single ladies, don't date a fundamentalist Christian. As you've seen, it is not safe for you. You deserve better. Come on, I say and toss the microphone onto the floor. The feedback has people cringing again. Zack lets go of Dad and takes my hand. We march off the stage with our heads held high. I snatch my purse and smile, because this church session is broadcast live. Thousands of people just witnessed my dad hitting me. I know there are many who will think he did the right thing, but there are also plenty questioning his response and my words. One of the security guards blocks our exit. His arms are crossed over his chest, and his stance is wide. He's trying to be intimidating. Zack squeezes my hand and says, You can let us go, or we can call the police, and not the ones on the church's payroll. I can't help but chime in. All of that was live. He hit me repeatedly. Should I press charges? The man takes in a deep breath and then wags a finger at me when he says, Shame on you. I scoff. Shame on you for supporting a religion that intimidates and invalidates women. Get out of our way. His eye twitches as he moves away from the door. We pass through the doorway and head to Zack's car. I look over my shoulder to see if anyone is following us. My heels tap on the asphalt as we rush towards his car. I still can't believe what just happened. I stood up for myself in public. I stood up for women. That was amazing, I say. When you grabbed his hand and had him on his knees, Zack opens my car door. I can't believe I did that. He was hitting you, and I just had to stop him. Then he walks around to his side of the car. That was really messed up. I tap my phone and open up my favorite social media site. 
Oh my gosh, I whisper when the video of my speech and dad attacking me keeps playing. It's already trending. Zach pulls out of the church parking lot. Already? It's been like 10 minutes. I know, I giggle. All the women want to know who the hot guy is. I think they're referring to you. Huh, they think I'm hot? He winks at me. Yes, you're my hero. I reach across and squeeze his shoulder. It was really hot when you got him to his knees. I can't believe he hit you. That was fucked up. Yeah, well, welcome to my world. It's become painfully obvious to me that I have to get away. There's no happy medium with fundamentalists. It's an all-or-nothing mentality. Chapter 25. Happily Ever After. Lily. As we rush through the door of Zack's condo, he pushes me against the wall. I slide my fingers through his belt loops and pull him closer. That was incredible. I whisper. You should have seen his face when you had him on his knees. Total shock that anyone would stand up to him. He presses his lips to mine and slips his tongue into my mouth as his hand covers my breast. You're so fucking hot. He replies between kisses. He pulls away and we lock eyes. The look on everyone's faces when you told single women to have sex and to not date fundamentalist Christians is one that I will never forget. I can't help but giggle. I'm definitely going to hell. I bite my bottom lip and unbutton my shirt. He yanks it free from my skirt and tosses it on the floor. His heated gaze focuses on my breasts that are displayed provocatively in my lacy push-up bra. I run a finger up and down my cleavage. His eyes narrow. I reach around my back and unhook the bra. It instantly loosens. He pulls it down and tosses it onto the floor. The look in his eyes tells me that he's on fire for me. I'm already wet for him. And his erection is stretching the fabric of his pants. I struck my finger between my breasts. Do you want to touch me? Without saying a word, he cups my breasts and rubs his thumbs over my nipples. They instantly harden. His eyes darken with lust. I want to taste you. Then, leaning in, his mouth encases my areola and his tongue flicks my nipple. A rush of moisture dampens my panties when he nips at my nipple and then does the same thing to the other side. I yank his belt and undo his button. Take off your pants, I say as he sheds his pants. I race towards his bedroom. He follows, his hard cock bouncing as he chases me. I can't help but laugh. I enter his bedroom and then turn to face him. He slows. His gaze is locked on me. I shimmy my skirt and panties off and walk backwards towards the bed. My heart is racing, fluttering with excitement and need. There is a pulsing ache between my legs that only he can soothe. I motion with my finger for him to come closer. He stalks my way and stops when we are just inches from each other. The tip of his cock nudges my belly. I wrap my hand around his length and tug. He gasps and cradles my ass in one hand. I press my thumb against the slit in his crown. A bead of precum seeps out, and I slide it around his tip. He groans and nips at my ear as he slides a hand between my legs and circles my clit. My legs shake at the intimate caress that steals my breath. I love that. There, I pant. He circles my clit again and I tug at his cock. His breath warms my ear when he says, Do you like that? I nod. You know I do. Let me ride you, I whisper. He lays in the bed and I straddle him. Lining his cock up with my channel, I ease him into my core. 
I bite back a groan as he fills me. I begin to slowly ride him. He slides his hands up my thighs and then slips a finger to where we are joined. He rubs my clit and I'm so close that I ride him faster. You're so fucking beautiful, he says as he circles my clit. Yes, I pant as my orgasm slams into me. As I slow, he flips us and thrusts into me. I feel him come and his hips slow. He cups my cheek with his hand and says, I love you. Those three simple words make my heart burst. There is nothing better than being with him. I love you too. We spent yesterday planning my next steps. I applied to the school that has several teacher openings, just a few blocks away. I'd much rather live in a flawed world with Zach than a world that is built on a fake, pious love that is propagated by smoke and mirrors. Oh, and one more thing. We live happily ever after. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope you enjoyed Confessions of a Fallen Good Girl. You can find more of my steamy stories on Kindle Vella under Cherish Lively. To keep up with the various novels and authors that we will feature, you can follow my secret obsession on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Cherish Lively. Or visit the website at tinyurl.com slash Cherish Lively. Goodbye.